Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. I was sharing with my wife uh, on our way to church tonight that uh, uh, in all of the years that I have written letters to the church, and I've written many over the years, uh, but I wrote a letter the other day to the church. And uh, I, I believe you'll be able to go online and get it or, or some kind of way we will get, get the letter to you. But the amazing thing was, as I was attempting to write the letter, maybe I was at a paragraph or two, and all of a sudden, right in the middle while I was writing the letter, I extend, extended an invitation in the letter for people to receive Jesus. I have never done that in all of the years that I've written a letter to the members or to the church. And right in the middle of my writing, I felt compelled to, to write about the importance and the hour in which we live that nothing is more important than getting Jesus Christ in your life, receiving him, not a house, not another house, not, not an investment, uh, not more money. Nothing is more important uh, at this stage th that we're experiencing. I mean, at, at this time in which we're living, nothing, absolutely nothing is more important than you receiving Jesus. As a matter of fact, we're getting ready to end this year and we're getting ready to go into another year. I can't think of anything more tragic than the end of 2021 and they enter 2022 and you still haven't sold out and given your life to Jesus. So if that is you right now, I want you to pray with me. We're going to end this thing right so that we can enter right. And the only way to end it right is to surrender to Jesus. The only way to enter into 2022 right is to have Jesus on board. He's the, he's the only security. I don't care what kind of insurance policy you have. There is no insurance policy that guarantees your protection like the, the insurance policy of Jesus Christ being your Lord and your Savior. You can't be any more secure than that. So let's pray. If you don't know Jesus, if you're a backslider, Boy, isn't this a scary time to be in a backslidden condition? Look at all these crazy things that are going on in the world. Signs are all around us that the coming of the Lord is near. Come on, say Jesus. Bow your head. Lift one of your hands or both your hands to God. I like both hands because that's an that's a international, national, it's a worldwide sign that when both hands go up, that's a sign of surrender. Not to the authorities that be, but surrender to Almighty God. Now let's pray. Say Jesus. Come on, say it, Jesus. I believe and understand, and I can sense the urgency of this moment. I believe your word. I believe that you are the Savior, and salvation is only through you, Jesus. So by faith, Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, I repent of my sins. 
and I ask for your forgiveness. And by faith, I receive your salvation. Today and forever, I declare that Jesus Christ is my Savior. By an act of my will, for the rest of my life, I give you authorization. I give you permission to direct, to govern, to guide the rest of my life. I make you Lord over every area of my life. If you prayed that prayer, we believe according to Romans 10, 9, and 10 that you're born again, that you're a child of God. Welcome to the family of Almighty God. Can at least three people put their hands together and thank God tonight for all of the people all around the world who have rededicated themselves to the Lord or given their lives over to the Lord tonight. We, Oh, all of heaven is rejoicing. Angels are shouting glory to God. Hosanna! Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest. You have made the best decision you could have made in your life by receiving Jesus and making him Lord of your life. Can somebody say amen? amen? Just for a brief moment, I want to give you some things that the Lord has laid on my heart for 2022. 2022. Sounds funny, doesn't it? 2022. Not long ago, the year 2022 sound like something futuristic. I remember, maybe some of you don't, but I remember 1963. And I remember 1970, the early 70s, in Vietnam. And then I remember the 80s came in. And people just knew Jesus was coming then. People were praying everywhere. And then the 90s came in. Oh, my. And then the year 2000, people thought we were going to evaporate. People went out and bought water and, and government cheese and, you know, thought, thought that there was going to be a wealth transference that, you know, people went out and bought com computers, didn't even know how to work a computer. But they said there's going to be a change. There's going to be a glitch in the computers and, and uh, uh, debt was going to be canceled and folks were going to wake up rich. And... Uh, uh, I told the members, you know, just, just buy enough water for you to drink. And uh, you, you don't have to go out and get a whole bunch of water and a bunch of crackers and sardines and whatnot. And uh, the year 2000, it came. Everybody braced themselves. And 2000 went. And today, tonight, we're looking at 2022. What does that mean? I call it the year of confidence. 2022. The year of confidence. I, I wish I could put the letter that I wrote in your hands at this very moment. But when you read the letter, this message tonight, these few words that I will share are going to make even a greater impact and greater understanding to you because they really fit together what I'm sharing with you tonight, and what I believe I wrote to the church by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. 2022. 20. 
the number 20 is the number for expectancy. And so I want you in this year, coming year, to expect goodness and blessings and prosperity and favor and doors to open. But it's not just the year 20. It's the year 2022. We can really get excited over 20 because 20 is expectancy. And so the question becomes, what are you expecting? Because God will respond to the level of your expectation. Oh my, you're really going to receive what you're looking for. But it's not just the year 20. It's the year 2022. Well, if the number 20 is the number for expectancy, the number 22 is the number for intensified disintegration. Intensified disintegration. Oh, Jesus. The number 20. Uh, we know that Israel, they waited 20 years for their deliverance from Jabin the oppressor, and it took 20 years before that his army was defeated, and his army was defeated by Deborah, the prophetess, and Barack Obama, I mean Barack in the Bible. I remember when President Barack Obama was running for president for the first time, and I told the church and the world, those who were watching the broadcast, I told them, even though he was an underdog, I mean, nobody had really heard about him. And I told him, I mean, way before, uh, before it even looked like he had a chance, I said he was going to be the president. And then I showed him in the Bible, in Judges. And lo and behold, I mean, the man became president. Then they said he'd only be a one-term president. And I prophesied that he'll, he'll, he'll win again. And a lot of folks prayed, thank God, that he couldn't run the third term because he'd have won again. But as I look, and I'm, I'm real serious now, because if there's ever been a time when we need to hear what heaven is saying, we need to hear it now. And I'm not against pep talks, but we don't need a pep talk. Uh, we really need to hear what is God saying at this crucial hour. When we look at what's going on in the world, just the other day, they said that uh, uh, a glacier up north, up around Alaska, the, the size of the state of Florida. Did you hear what I said? They said a glacier... A glacier the size of Florida is melting. And in Alaska the other day, it was 64, 65, 20 degrees warmer than it normally would be at this time of year. They said it's the warmest day. And even uh, what they call the, 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 the lower, I forget what they call the lower 50 or the lower uh, well, anyway, the rest of the United States of America that sits lower than Alaska, south of Alaska, we are experiencing some of the strangest things 
um, this is watch hour night and we have 50 to 60 degrees. And normally by this time, we have experienced snow. But now it's snowing in places where it's normally warm. And where it's normally cold, it's warm. It's getting so now you can't even predict. You know, what? You, there was a time you knew to get your coat out. I mean, you knew it was, it was wintertime, you know, get your coat, get your sweater. But then you can get your coat out one day and need a T-shirt the next day. It's just a strange, strange time. And I'm not sure if the church has really awakened because I believe God is trying to get our attention. Because the coming of the Christ to bring his church unto himself, I believe, is right at the door. Not long ago, a few days ago, a tornado went through the state of Kentucky. At a time and a season that has not been labeled a season for tornadoes and just leveled places. Even while I stand here tonight on watch hour night, there are homes. Matter of fact, on the news, it said over 600 homes have been burned down in Colorado. And they're praying and hoping for rain or snow or something to stop this, this spread of fire that is just consuming whole communities. Are these things just happening? Or perhaps... God is trying to get our attention. Well, as the children of Israel, as I stated earlier, for 20 years, uh, they had been harshly oppressed by the oppressor. But after 20 years, God sent their deliverance. <laughs> We are no longer in the year 2000, but now we're getting ready to enter into the year 2022. I don't want to be a doomsday preacher, but I do want to tell you what I believe I heard from God. Uh, if they'll put up my first nugget, I would be so appreciative. My first nugget. Ready? Hopefully you can see this on your flat screen, your iPhone at home. Ready? Let's read. The United States is going to sink to new levels of debauchery. What I'm saying is that the evil that you see and the sin that we are witnessing, I believe I've heard from God that it's going to get worse than this. Debauchery is extreme indulgence, and America seems to be intoxicated with lasciviousness. America seems to be 
intoxicated with entertainment. America seems to be intoxicated with sensuality. And America seems to be bent on, no matter what is happening in society, she seems to be bent on indulging in even more sin. You would think the things that we have already witnessed would cause this nation to fall to her knees and repent. But rather than repent, she has decided to engage even in more sin and is going to get worse. Sodom, that ancient city, was destroyed by God for its wickedness. And one preacher made a comment and he said, if God does not judge America, that he will have to repent for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. One of the uh, uh, pronounced things that were happening in Sodom and Gomorrah that God uh, deemed a, uh, that it was, it was repulsive to him, that it was sinful to him, that it, 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 it caused a stench in his nostrils. And this very thing that turned the heart of God to cause him to destroy a whole city because of the things that they were engaging in, this country is engaging in it. Not only is it engaging in it, but it is glorifying it. It is magnifying it. And it has magnified it to such a degree to where now you, have been, you are being viewed as narrow. Uh, not, you have no compassion because you don't have tolerance for what God said should not be tolerated. And so when we look at Sodom and Gomorrah and the reasons that God allowed that city to be destroyed, we find ourselves in America doing the same thing. And while we're engaging in all of these sinful activities, you would think that everything is okay. I mean, they're still playing ball. They're, they're still shooting the ball. They're still running the ball. I mean, the world, this country is going on as though nothing is happening. With things that are happening in the, in the earth and things that are happening in the sky, people are saying they're seeing things in the sky that they've never seen. I believe that that is spiritual activity that's going on in the heavenlies. And I believe all of these things are happening as a warning to the church that it's time for us to wake up and go out and gather in the harvest. Jesus said, there's a harvest that you know not of that belong to me. And I believe that there are people who are in darkness right now, but they belong to Jesus and they just need somebody to bring the light. And we are, we are that light. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10. 
23. Put up nugget number two, please. Put up nugget number two. Ready? Read. Hope is for the future. Say it again. Hope is for the future. Yeah, yeah I know about faith, but, 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 but faith has nothing to work on if you don't have hope. And even though things are looking bleak and dark in this country and in the world, I have great hope that in the midst of the chaos that God is well able to supply all of our needs. I, are you listening to me? I have hope that a brighter day is coming. I have hope that one day I'm going to see Jesus. I have hope that one day I'm going to be in a city where there'll be no more sickness, no more pain, no more bills to pay, no more taxes to collect. Glory to God. I have a hope and I have a future. I have a future because I have a hope. And I don't hope in the government. I don't hope in the president. I don't hope in Congress. I don't hope in the Senate. But my hope rests in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have hope that what God said he would do in my life, in your life, in the life of my family, that it will surely, surely come to pass. Are you in verse number 23? Are you in verse number 23? Let's look together. He says, let us hold fast. This is Apostle Paul talking to the church. He said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. The confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised, come on church, for he who promised, come on church, for he who promises what? He's faithful. Put up nugget number three, please. Nugget number three. Ready? Let's read. Jesus is coming just as certain as his first coming to the earth. Put up nugget number four and I'll rest my case. Ready? Read. Come on, I can't hear you. It is on God's calendar to come. Now, let me clarify. His calendar is not your calendar. And God is not operating by your calendar and my calendar. We make a calendar every year for this ministry. One's been made for 2022, but God is not paying attention to that calendar. But I do want you to know that God has a calendar. And on his calendar, there is a set date for his coming. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. And that's good news because if he's going to come, all we have to do is be ready. Ooh, Jesus. I said all we have to do is be, be ready. Now, in Hebrews 10, verse 23, actually, faith has in it the thought of hope. Faith has in it the thought of hope. The year 2022, let us draw near to God. Let us hold fast our confession of faith. We don't have time, but in verse 22, uh, uh, Paul says we are to draw near to God. And then in verse 20, 
3, he says, we are to hold fast to God. And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about people who were once walking with God, and before this year has ended, they have let go of God. And then there are some during this past year, 2021, who have turned their backs on God. And then there are some who have, during the course of this year, with the tests and the challenges and the obstacles and this COVID situation that we're still facing, and now they're saying there's another part of the virus that is stronger than uh, the COVID-19. I forget the name of what they call it, but it doesn't make any difference what they call it. There is a name that is above every name. So no matter what name they give this disease, there is a name that that name of that disease has to bow its knee. And that's the name of Jesus. So let us hold fast our confession of our faith without wavering. I say this today because I believe in the midst of of sin abounding all around. The Bible says where sin do abound, the grace of God doeth much more abound. And I believe as this country backslides even more, there will be a remnant of people who will stand up for the things of God. And I want to encourage you tonight that like Apostle Paul, that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, that you do not turn your back on God, that you do not turn your back on the things of God. Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming just as certain as his first coming to the earth. Isn't it interesting? A few days ago, we celebrated in this country the birth, the coming of Jesus as a baby. But when he comes back, he won't come back as a baby. He'll come back with all power, all authority, in his hand. He'll come back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and every knee is going to bow because every knee is going to see that he really is Lord of all. But a few days ago, we celebrated the birth of Jesus. And I thought it was interesting that as the whole world, particularly in this country, as we were celebrating the birth of Christ, That when God wrapped up as a baby, that when he was birthed into this earth, the Bible says that there was no place for him in the end. So Jesus came and had no place that he might give you and I a place. The the Bible says that Joseph took Uh, his betrothed wife, Mary, whom he'd never touched. Mary was a virgin. And Joseph had to stay faithful to Mary even though she was with child and he had never had intimacy with her at this point. And the Bible says that Joseph took his family searching for a comfortable place where this baby Jesus might be born. And the Bible says that there was no place found for him. And so Joseph goes to the end. 
And the innkeeper said, there's no place in the end for you and the baby. Oh my, this is awesome. So in other words, the Bible was saying that Joseph and Mary and her baby to be born came to Motel 6 or the Holiday Inn. And when he, get this, when he checked in at the counter, the person, the receptionist said, we don't have any more room left. So my thought is, who was already at the hotel who was more important than giving Jesus a room? And so the Bible says that Joseph took his family and found a place in a stable. In, in, in a stable. And, and we say that he was laid in a manger. But if you study it out, he was laid in a trough. He was laid in a trough where animals came to feed. And that's symbolic. Because just like the animals came to the trough to feed, we also will come to the cross and feed on the life of Jesus. Are you all listening to me? And so now we come to the end of 2021. And we are excited about the year 2022. I want you to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 as we close. And I want you to see this with a sincere heart. And don't be too hastily. Don't, don't be too quick to respond. But Paul said, he said, he said, search your heart. He said, examine yourself and see if you really are in the faith or not. Because what we're about to encounter in 2022, religion won't be enough to get you through. You really are going to need a relationship with God. It, it saddens my heart when I look at the things that have happened in 2021. And some of the people who have literally turned their backs on God. And in the midst of of this great challenge, the word of the Lord came to me saying that it's going to be even worse than this in 2022. So it's vitally important that we anchor ourselves. 2022 is not going to be a year where you can get along the whole year without reading your Bible. You're going to have to know God for yourself. 2022 is going to be a year where you're going to have to spend some time on your knees crying out to God, not just for yourself, but for your family and your loved ones. I started the message, I started by saying that in the book of Proverbs, the Bible says that those who will put their trust in God, that they would be safe. I charge you tonight. I charge you early this coming morning. I charge you for the year 2022 to put your trust in God. Are you in Romans 8? 
Let's look together at this last verse, verse 35, Romans 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. I, I think this verse means more now, today, than it did years gone by. Look, look at this. Paul says, look what he says. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress? I believe that a level of persecution that we've only heard about on the news that has happened to Christians in other countries, I believe in the United States that persecution is going to go to a whole nother level for those who are standing up for Jesus. You know, you can stand up and preach about anything. As long as you don't mention the name of Jesus, you'll be all right. You can go to school, any public school, any other university, and you can talk about anything. I mean, you can get into all kind of philosophical debates. You can talk about Aristotle, Socrates, Plato. I mean, you can talk about Muhammad. You can talk about Buddha. You can talk about anything. But man, the moment you want to talk about Jesus the Christ, Man, I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, you've crossed the line. And I believe there's going to be a level of persecution that we've never uh, in our lifetime have come to experience in this nation, standing up for Jesus. Look what Paul says. He says, persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword. L look what he says. Notice, this, is a, this verse of scripture really is a brief a biography of Apostle Paul's life. I mean, these things that he's challenging you and I about, he personally faced these things. And even though he faced tribulation, he faced distress, he certainly faced an enormous amount of persecution and famine. Or He said, I've learned how to be, I've learned how that no matter which state I'm in, whether, you know, my pockets are full or my pockets are empty, he said, I've learned that whatever state I'm in, man, to be content. And I believe we're coming to a place in time in the church that we're going to have to be content just having Jesus. My contentment does not rest on the size of my house. My contentment does not rest on the size of the car. My contentment does not rest on how much money I have or don't have. That has nothing to do with my joy and my victory. My total confidence and my total satisfaction is in my relationship with Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so if I don't get any more in my investments, I still have the joy of the Lord. If I never get invited, I still have the joy of the Lord. If all my friends forsake me, I still have the joy of the Lord. For I have placed my confidence, I have placed my hope, I have placed my trust, I have placed my faith in a God who cannot fail. Not only have I put my trust and my faith in a God who cannot fail, I put my faith and my trust in a God who cannot lie. He not only cannot lie, he promised that he would never leave me nor forsake me. So no matter what I face in 2022, I will not face it by myself. 
Hallelujah. That's good news. That no matter what comes, no matter what I have to deal with, no matter what I have to plow through, no matter what place I have to stand, I will not be standing alone. Jesus promised that he would never leave me. No, that he would never leave me alone. He said, if you find yourself in a battle with sickness and disease, he said, I am still your healer. If they falsely accuse you and aim all kind of ungodly accusations at you, he said, don't forget that I am still your advocate. I'm still your lawyer in the courtroom. In other words, God is saying, no matter what comes in the year 2022, God says, I got you covered. Somebody ought to say, God's got me covered. Not only do he have me covered, but he's got my family covered. And all I have to do, as the saints of old would say at testimony service, when I was a little boy growing up in church, they would get up and say, I didn't understand it then, mothers, but I understand it today, Mother Holmes and Mother Smith, when you would say to the kids in the church, Hold on to God's unchanging hand. And I made up in my mind, like Apostle Paul, that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, that nothing will separate me from the love of God. Easier said than done. I agree. But there is a place in God where you can have confidence that no matter what comes or goes, that I'm anchored. I'm I'm anchored. Oh, Jesus, I'm not changing my confession. Jesus is Lord. Not only is he Lord, but he's my Lord. I'm not changing my confession. Jesus is a savior of mankind. I'm not changing my confession. He's my savior. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I believe him. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, I believe God. And I'll trust him. I trust him in 1969. I trust him in 1979. I trust him in 1989. I trust him in 1999. And I trusted him in 2009. And I'll trust him in 2022. Because the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he took care of us then, he'll take care of us now. Hallelujah. And the word of God said, those who put their trust in God, they shall be saved. Proverbs 29, verse 25. Check it out. Hallelujah to Jesus. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Bishop Hash, he stated when I was talking with him, he said that everything starts with a cause. He said, Pastor Halb, he said, tell the people that uh, they must engage in building their families building their communities within and without. He said, build unity. Unity is a powerful thing. It's one of the major things that Satan hates. He hates unity in the church. He hates unity in the family. He hates unity in a marriage. He hates unity in, the, in, a, in a business because unity is the thing that keeps the devil out and keeps the thing together. Are you listening to me? So we have to build unity. We have to find ways in which to build unity. The devil hates when we're together. The devil hates a marriage when you're walking together. The devil hates a family that's walking together. The devil hates a church that is walking together where the pastor loves the people and the people love the pastor. 
where you can't talk about the people to the pastor and you can't talk about the pastor to the people. Why? Because they love one another. They're in unity. Somebody ought to say amen to that. I almost wanted to say that again. On one accord, get, get the people connected. And then he said, this is Bishop Hatch, he said, encourage the people like never before not to just get connected in the house of God, but to participate. It's something about being involved. It's something about getting out on the field, getting in the game that is different than being on the sidelines. You can get excited on the sidelines, but you can get more excited when you're on the field. And I'm asking everybody who's on the sideline in 2021, in 2022, get off the sideline and get on the field. Hallelujah to God. You've already heard from Apostle Clint Scale, but I'll go ahead and reiterate some things he said. Uh, Bishop Hash, he came out of John chapter 15, verse 12 through 14. Apostle Clint Scale, he came out of John as well, uh, chapter 6, verse 63. And then he said something that I, that I knew was the Holy Ghost. He said in 2022, he says the people of God are really going to have to know how to walk in the Spirit. They're really going to have to know how to walk in the Spirit. And then he said, and they must be able to discern what is God and what is of the enemy. He said in 2022, like never before, the people of God must be able to discern what is God and what is the devil? Ooh, Jesus. Paul, writing by the Holy Ghost, he said that Satan can appear as an angel of light. Isn't that amazing? That you can be dealing with something thinking that is God and it's the enemy all the time. So when he said this to me, that the people of God are going to have to be able to discern what is God and what is of the devil, I said, well, the only way that they can create a greater sensitivity to the spirit realm is that they have to spend time in the word and prayer. The only way you're going to be able to discern that which is God and that which is not God, you're going to have to spend time in the word and you're going to have to spend quality time in prayer. When you spend time in the word of God and you spend time in prayer, it makes your spirit man sensitive. And you just know, can't necessarily explain it, but you just know that that's not God. Everybody else thinks so, but you know so. That's not God. That is God. Everybody else thinks it's not God. You've discerned that it is God because of your level of consecration. Your level of dedication to God has made you sensitive to the spirit realm. And when I say to the spirit realm, when you're sensitive to the spirit realm, that's not only demonic forces, but angels. Ooh, Jesus. And God has assigned angels on your behalf. God has assigned angels to your family. Glory to God. There's angels camped around about us right now. Some angels are waiting on you to open your mouth and decree something. Quit just sitting by listening to the news about this person is dying and that person is dying and, and more people are dying now than, than, than it's been in the last year or so and more people are getting COVID-19 than in the last six months. I'm not saying that they're, what they're saying is not the truth, but you got to declare some things that will overpower what they're saying. 
And no matter what they're saying, they're, they're speaking facts, but we're speaking the truth. Facts is people are dying from COVID. Truth is I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Facts are the world's in trouble. Truth is I'm safe in God and my family. Facts is the world is on a downturn. Truth is I'm on my way to the top of the mountain because we're in Christ. I received the word of the man of God who said in 2022, God is going to open doors of opportunity for prosperity, amen, for increase, but not for us to hoard it on ourselves, but to put it into the gospel so that the word of God can go around the world and reach the lost in the highways and the byways. We bought enough. Let's win sold in 2022. I said, how about it? We bought enough. Let's win souls. Let's take them increase. Let's take the money. Let's take, amen, the wealth of the sinner that has been laid up for the just, that has been uh, uh, allocated for your control into your hands. Let's take it and put it into a good ministry that is reaching out, touching a world, and winning the loss at all costs. Let's win more souls in 2022 than we did in 2021. And I serve notice on the devil. You can't stop the church of the living God. They can come and put a padlock on this door of this building and we can still have church. Because you can't lock up the real church. I said you can't lock up the real church. I said you can't lock up the real church. And maybe some of these things that are happening are happening so that the church will wake up and realize that we have to get out of these four walls and start touching, hurting humanity. You're talking about people are going to hell? Well, then stop them from going to hell and give them Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. So everything in 2022, you are going to spend on clothes and cars and houses. Put it into the kingdom. Help me. Help this ministry. Help ministries that are truly called of God to, to make a greater impact of winning more souls into the kingdom of God. And we'll win them on your behalf. You may not go, but you can send us. You may not be called to go to Africa, but you can still touch Africa. You may not be called to go to Haiti, but you can still touch Haiti. You may not be called to go to Australia, but you can still touch Australia. You may not be called to the islands of the sea, but you can still touch the islands of the sea by supporting these godly ministries with your finances, with your prayers, with your unity, with your agreement, with your commitment. And when we do what God has called us to do, when we reap this harvest that Jesus is so patiently waiting for, then and only then, the Lord will come and take us to that glorious place. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach. 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.